Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. 7 o'clock hour WIP morning show, a Wednesday morning, and you know what that means. Every Wednesday, 7 o'clock hour. The hardest working man in sports, Ross Tucker. Hey, Ross. John, what's up? Marcus, Ava, how is everybody? Everybody's awesome. Uh, uh, Ross, how we feeling? Are we uh, somewhat recovered from a rigorous weekend of nonstop football? Yeah, you know what's funny is uh, I did the game Monday night, Packers-Rams at Lambeau, by the way, which... Uh, everybody's got to put that on their bucket list. Such an awesome, awesome place if you've never been there. And so then I go to bed late, you know, after the game. And obviously I wake up in Green Bay in the hotel room to hop on with Angelo yesterday. I didn't realize my voice was like a frog until I started talking. <laughs> yeah, I hadn't talked to anybody yet. It was 540 Central time. So, um, And the funniest part about that, John, is... Next thing I know, I woke up at like 5.33. Right. So I was up for about seven minutes before I called in. And the funniest thing is Angelo obviously was not happy about Jalen being hurt, and that's fine. Um, Nobody should be happy that he's hurt, obviously. And he said, Ross, can you give me a logical explanation for why, you know, they didn't give the ball to Miles Sanders? So I tried to give him a logical explanation. (laughs) And next thing I know, I felt like I was getting yelled at well, by like, he, my third grade teacher. Yeah, well, we, uh, we, <laughs> he treated you as a, as hostile. That, that's exactly what he did. He treated the witness as hostile. Now, uh, real quick, I, I need. I was trying to inform Marcus Hayes of your rigorous work schedule. This past weekend, what games did you work, and what times were they again? Yeah, I mean, it wasn't that bad. Friday, I flew to Minneapolis, and I did the Colts-Vikings on Saturday at 1, which obviously biggest comeback in NFL history was awesome. Then I flew right to Green Bay. Okay. And um, I did the Eagles pregame show, since it was an away game, from uh, a Green Bay hotel room and on Sunday. And then I obviously watched the games and everything. And then Monday night did Packers-Rams with Kevin Harlan. And Tuesday... <laughs> Went on with Angelo and did a bunch of other stuff. No wonder you sounded like a no wonder you sounded like a frog. (laughs) Yeah, you know it's funny. um, That's not that like that's not that crazy um, abnormal for me. Um, The abnormal part is that I got to Green Bay late on Saturday, and I just didn't feel like getting a rental car. Like I just I I didn't want it. Right, so I get an Uber to the hotel, guys. I was in a Green Bay, Ashwaubenon, uh, Wisconsin hotel room right. for like four days. I think I only left to go to the game and back. <laughs> so I want you to picture me in a Fairfield Inn, okay? I don't know if that's two-star or three-star or whatever. The amount of like water cups and food. And the, the, like I could have walked across the street to like Starbucks or Five Guys or something. It was so cold mm. that I literally would get the Fairfield breakfast that they have like for free in the ba- in the lobby and then I would take like four pieces of wheat bread and like eight <laughs> of those um Jif packets and strawberry jam packets 
and that was my lunch. Oh, come my on. lunch was two peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. I just didn't feel like leave. Like I didn't want to walk. It, I can't even tell you how cold it was. So um, I don't. I, I do recommend going to Lambeau Field, and I think it's an amazing experience. I don't recommend four days in a Fairfield Inn in Green Bay, Wisconsin. <laughs> well, well, I tell people this all the time, Ross. The, the two places, if you're a sports fan, that you need to go before you die are Augusta National and Lambeau. Yeah. I'm, I'll actually add one more to that, Marcus, kind of, which is um, the Army-Navy game. Mm. And, and actually, even you really should go to West Point to see a game at West Point because it's really cool. I haven't been to Navy, so I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would agree with that. I actually, real quick side story, I went to uh, the Masters with my dad, I think when I was in eighth grade. Mm-hmm. And I'm 14 years old, so this was just at the end. Of, I, I think this is what ended me getting autographs. So I used to go to like Westchester to Eagles training camp when I'm 12 and 13, I would get Randall Cunningham's autograph and Reggie White and Keith Jackson and Keith Byers and all these guys, right? So my dad, my dad takes me to the Masters. He's a really big, my dad's really into golf. And I go to the driving range to try to get some autographs. And now I'm like in eighth grade and I'm 14. It was the first time in my life. I was asking people for autographs that were shorter than me. <laughs> it was like it was it was it was like Ian Woosnam yeah. and these guys. And I remember thinking, yeah, this, oh this is probably. Yeah, I remember thinking, like, I should probably be done with this. Von thing. Hebron, can I have your autograph, please? Looking yeah, down yeah. at him. <laughs> That's a good pull right there. Wow. John. But I just thought, you know what? Once you're asking for autographs of people that are shorter than you, you've probably outgrown it a little bit. Well, you brought up the cold at Lambeau Field, and that's a perfect introduction to our conversation because it was bitter cold at in Chicago at Soldier Field for uh, Eagles and Bears. And although right we are focusing right now on you know who should be behind center come Saturday night at Dallas, and we're going to get to all that, but I need your point of view both as an analyst and a former lineman. So to put this in the most simplistic terms, the fan base and media is completely divided. There are half feel that... Listen, the Eagles did what they need to do. Jalen Hurts just happened to get hurt. It's just the way that it is. There's the other half who say the Eagles' offensive game plan led to Jalen Hurts getting hurt because of how ridiculous it seemed. And it's, you know, the the real field temperature at Soldier Field, according to the broadcast, was six degrees. So it's ice cold, it's windy, and Shane Steichen and Nick Sirianni came out passing the ball, nothing but passes, the first two drives. And to the extent that other than a design run or an RPO by Jalen Hurts, a running back did not touch the ball until 641 remaining in the second quarter. Ross, why would they game plan it, plan it that way? Well, remember, the, the plan is always dependent on what the defense does. And the Bears came out and thought exactly what a lot of Eagles fans thought, which is, you know what? It's really cold. Might not be easy to throw the football. Let's put an extra defender in the box to stop the run. Let's play primarily a single high safety in the middle of the field, which makes the outside receivers basically man-to-man, which, by the way, is why they had over 300 yards receiving. It's why A.J. Brown had his career high. Um, Although I did think 
that that kid for the Bears, Jalen Johnson, I was impressed by him. Uh, the corner on A.J. Brown, I thought it's kind of weird to say that when a guy has his career high, but I actually thought that corner did a pretty good job on A.J. I mean, even the ones he caught were contested. So the defense a lot of times is going to dictate how the offense operates. The other things that need to be noted, right, they just didn't have the ball very much. Right. I mean, I, you know, it, it felt like they didn't have the ball at all in the first half. So that's part of it, too, is that they weren't sustaining drives and the defense wasn't able to get off the field. I didn't like it that they didn't give the ball to Miles Sanders. I didn't like it that they weren't running it more. But they're always going to do early in the game whatever they think it takes to get the lead. Okay, they well, they let me, desperately want the lead. Well, let me go to this then. And I can certainly, as much as I hate it, okay, that's the justification. Having said that, Jalen Hurts clearly in these passing downs wasn't himself. Like he had a couple errant passes. He had two interceptions. We found that after the game he said he couldn't feel his fingers for a chunk of the game, which certainly makes sense as to why some of these passes weren't where they should have been. And you combine that with the number of scrambles that he had, and he had taken a couple significant hits while scrambling in that amount of time. At no point does Steichen or Sirianni say, all right, you know, he's taken a couple hits. The passes aren't where they need to be. Maybe we can settle this down a little and run the ball. After all, Miles Sanders is coming off a career game. It's just that they didn't deviate from the original game plan. Yeah, so, um, again, I'm trying to give an explanation, right? Mm -hmm. So I, I thought they should have given the ball to Miles earlier. I thought they should have run the ball earlier because even if the other team has an extra guy in the box, I still want to see – what, how the offensive line does against it. Yeah. Um, when you run the quarterback, you have an extra blocker. You, you kind of have an extra guy, right? So if they're going to have eight guys in the box to stop the run, if you run miles and Jalen's not a threat on the play, then you're a man down. If you run Jalen, then it kind of evens the score a little bit. The other thing that we don't really know is on the read plays, mm. you know, number one, it seems like they were, they were giving Jalen the read that it, he had to run the ball. Which, by the way, let me just say this. This is probably how I would defend the Eagles. Okay. Especially in bad weather, I would, number one, um, I would not let them run the ball down my throat. I would put the safety in the box. I would challenge the receivers, and I would make Jalen Hurts prove that he can make those throws to the outside and down the field consistently, take my chances perhaps with some of those big plays. And on the read plays, I would have Jalen run it and try to smash him. I, 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 would, I would take away Miles Sanders on the read plays, and I would have Jalen run it. I don't think he's as explosive as Miles. Mm. He's certainly not as explosive as, Jay, as uh, Justin Fields. Jeez, watching that game. And then I would try to smash Jalen. Honestly, I thought the Bears had a really, really good game plan. That the concern I have, guys, is I, I do think teams are going to try to replicate that. Now. Sure, right. Well, it, it, it leads into my next question: Is seventeen rushes too many for your quarterback? Absolutely. Yeah. So, it, but if that is the, if the Bears have laid out a blueprint, and clearly they don't have the talent to match up against the Eagles, and the Eagles capitalized in the end. But if the Bears lay out the blueprint and every 
uh, every opponent they're going to face moving forward is vastly better than the Bears. How do you limit the number of scrambles by Jalen Hurts, leaving him open to such hits? I know that's part of his game. I get it. But as we both pointed out, 17 is way too many. I also thought, just as an aside, that I have never seen Jalen taking hits like that. Mm. He didn't do a very good job of getting down or avoiding big collisions like he normally does. That's actually, I, I believe, a major strength of his game. And he didn't really do that. And the answer is, honestly, as much as anything else, you have to either throw it better or you got to run it with miles anyway. You have to call more just give plays. You have to call more designed Miles Sanders runs and say, you know what? Maybe we don't have the number count advantage. Maybe this isn't the most advantageous way to attack them right now based on how they're lining up and defending us. But it's okay sometimes to just kind of plow and get three to five yards at a chunk. It doesn't always have to be, you know, um, doing what the defense gives you. Sometimes, I think it's sometimes, John Mm -hmm. and Marcus, I think sometimes it's a little bit of a a misnomer that you can't run the ball against a stacked box. It's not as it's not as easy, but if you get past, you know, if you leave the the furthest guy away, you leave the furthest guy unblocked, you can still block the point of attack people and actually because there's only one safety rather than two, you actually have more of a chance to break a long one. Yeah, to your point, Ross, they had, you know, 315 passing yards. They had 99 yards and two interceptions before they stopped, started giving the ball to Miles Sanders. They gave the ball to Miles Sanders, and then they started gaining yardage, and that offense worked much, much better. Well, and I think part of that, though, Marcus, I would say is, is Jalen started throwing it better, too. You know what I mean? Like I, I, and I don't know if that's because he was handing it to Miles or whatever, but the, the wildest part of the whole thing is I feel like Jalen threw the ball his best after his injury. Mm-hmm. Isn't that weird? It I mean, is. It's very weird. Well, it's going to lead into. Like, yeah, yeah. Go it's going to no. It's going to lead into so much that we're going to talk about this morning with you, Ross. Two one five five nine two nine four nine four. Everybody on hold. Jimmy and Hassan and Andy and oh Clifford Lentz and Jason and Dennis. Hang tight. I promise you're going to get your question to Ross. Get a spin on the prize wheel. So much to get into this morning. Our time seven eighteen.